having an unbelievable start to your week. I hope that you are focused. I hope that you are committed. Uh, focus, being focused and committed is really important because things aren't just going to fall out of the sky for you. Things aren't just going to lay down for you. Even when you discover paths that lead to what you want, there are going to be obstacles in those paths. There's going to be pitfalls in those paths. There's going to be delay uh, frustration, just all these things. But if you're focused and you're committed, that focus says, I know exactly where I'm going. That commitment says nothing will stop me from getting there. You will get there. You may not get there in the time that you had anticipated or projected, but you will get there. That's the thing. Understand that delay does not mean denial. And I'm going to leave that there. It's Money Monday, and we're going to take a unique approach at looking at uh, Money Monday, because I'm going to talk to you about what money is, what it isn't, and then we're going to talk about your greatest resource. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to point you to a money-making opportunity. Uh, you've heard me say it a million times. Look, if you don't have at least two streams of income outside of your primary stream of income that you control, that you independently control, what does that mean? That it is not dependent upon someone else keeping you employed or you're not subject to being fired or laid off, that if you wake up every day and put in work, that your work will produce results. Now, obviously, there are going, there's turbulence in markets. There's variances and variables that create different uh, situations that can influence how much you make at any given time. That's life. I deal with that literally every day. But what you have to do is understand that you have within you the ability to manage and adjust and create uh, situations that address issues. You're never going to be out of the box if you understand this dynamic that I'm going to share with you later today. But what I want to do now is introduce you to an opportunity to create those two independent streams of income, at least started with one. Uh, and that is the uh, seven day online business launch. You've heard it. You heard me talk about it. It's where I teach you the formula that I have used for what, 12 years now online on how to launch from a conceptional idea from the mind to an actual collection of revenue for a sale online and how to do that and how I have done it over and over again. I've gotten to the point now where I can come up with an idea and within the same day, create a situation online, landing page, sales funnel, everything, and collect my first payment within the same day. Um, it's not, the, these results are not typical, uh, they are dependent upon how much you're putting in, how long you've been doing it. And obviously I've been doing it for a while, but you have to start somewhere. You've got to get in the game. So the seven day online business launch is an opportunity for me to sit up and present to you a step by step process of what I've done over and over again. People say, well, how I know it worked. Well, you're sitting up listening to me, especially people who have bought from me. Obviously, it works. You bought from me. But anyway, uh, people I, I understand the questions, but the idea is people are literally making money every day. They're no different than you, except for the fact they got out there and they got behind something they believed in and they started promoting it and pushing it. I see it all the time. That's why I have no problem with people on social media sharing links to things that they're promoting. That's how they're eating. And it's nobody complains about the 50 McDonald's commercials that comes across your favorite show 
when you're trying to watch your show. So let's not jump on people who are trying to promote theirs on their timelines. It's just simply saying, hey, this is what I, uh, I'm doing. If you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't. And that's the thing. Not everybody's going to buy for you, and that's okay. All right. But hey, that's the first thing. The second thing is for those of you who are extremely busy, those of you who are absolutely knowing that you are not a self-starter or you're not the kind of person that's going to follow through, that's not going to get that and actually go from A to Z, uh, and you have a little discretionary income, we have a done for you situation where we literally create the business. We operate it. We create the sales funnels and we bring it to profitability. And now over the time, we're training you on the mechanisms and the operations and all of that and the schematics of it so that you understand when we bring it to profitability, which means everything you've invested in it, you've earned back. That's value. The, that means that we're going to stay with you and make sure you get what you put into it. Then we're going to give it back to you and we're going to stay with you an additional year as consultants to help you answer all of the all of the concerns and issues that are going to come up over the first year of running your business. Now, obviously, that's going to cost a little bit more than the seven day online business launch, which is under five hundred dollars. Can't beat that, because if you do it right and you're consistent with it, you'll earn that in a week, not the first week. You may or may not. I'm not making any promises on when you're going to earn it. What I'm telling you, if you get behind something that's valuable, that's something that people see value in, they will buy. And if you're consistently promoting it and you provide providing a high quality of something, people will buy it. Not everybody's going to buy it. Most people won't buy it. You don't want you, you don't need it. most people. You need the people who really find value in you to get behind it. And if you do it right, they will literally um they'll they'll literally become loyal customers so in essence i want you to take advantage of that now money monday let's talk about it because it kind of ties into what i just shared with you but it's so much bigger i was talking to a client this morning matter of fact a client in uh in the uk uh i've worked with him multiple times. This is, I think, like the third time that I've worked with him. Uh, the, the guy, I, I, he, he he literally must recall everything I say because he, he recalls and he brings up things that I talk about. And today we were talking about a situation he's currently going through. I asked him how he felt about it. And he said, oh, I'm good. Not stressed at all. It kind of reminds me of 12 years ago when you went through it, you went through and people thought you were going through denial because you were smiling while you were going through that difficult moment. That's where I'm at right now, because I understand what's on the other side. And what, but what he reminded me is something that is at the core of that belief. And that is we get so fixated on money and currency and they're not the same. Currency is a promissory note of money. Money is the thing that actually holds the value. So if you really truly want to look at currency and money in a very simplistic form, say your currency is backed by gold. The gold is the actual money. The currency is simply a promissory note says we have this much gold. And if I give you this many notes, it's worth X amount of ounces of gold. Now what we have is uh, uh, fiat currency which is currency that really isn't backed by anything. So you got to be aware of that. And we talk about that in Wealth Builder Wednesday uh, about the value of currency, especially U.S. dollar and the volatility in that and why it's so important to understand that, because that's going to play a role in how you move and how you set up and build wealth. 
Money Monday is more about the front end of building wealth, which is the generation of money. Uh, and as rep and as represented by currency for those that that, that uh, need need to, need to have both in, in, integrated into the conversation. Look, so the money Monday is about how you can generate money so that you can invest in certain things and certain assets um, that, in essence, over time create the wealth that you desire and the financial independence, the financial freedom uh, that you desire, and so forth. But Here's the thing that he reminded me of when he, he he brought that up is something that I determined a long time ago that my greatest resource is my gift. My greatest resource is what I naturally do well, what I naturally strive for. Why? Because in that is the capacity to produce money, the capacity to produce revenue, the capacity to create my way. See, money or currency is simply a means. People talk about how much money they want. People talk, I want to be a millionaire. People talk about, I want to be a billionaire. People talk about, I want to be financially free. What they're really saying is, I want an X amount of money so that I can, so that I can live comfortable, so that I can travel, so that I can buy the things in life I've always wanted, so that I can take care of my children, so that I can put my children through, so that, so that, so that. So in essence, money is simply a means. So then what do you do? You look and tap into your resource. And the first thing you realize is in my resource bag, in my gifting is my mind. A part of everyone's gifting is their mind and their ability to see things properly, because it doesn't matter how talented, how skilled you are. If you don't see things properly, it's not going to work. I tell people all the time, 80% of success in any area in life is your psychology. Your psychology, meaning how you see things, how you view things, how you process your experiences. If you don't understand uh the, the, the importance of processing your uh, situation, right, it doesn't matter what kind of plan you got, because you'll see something wrong and something right. It doesn't matter how well you're laid out. You'll find the problem. If, you're, if your psychology says there's always a problem, you're looking for the problem. You're never looking for the solution. So the solution can be right there, but all you see is the problem. And the more you focus on the problem, the bigger it gets. Why? Because the, the uh, whatever you focus on, you feel. The reason that so many people are frustrated, the reason so, people, so many people are overwhelmed, the reason so many people are living anxious lives, more and more people are being medicated for anxiety disorders. More and more people are being medicated for stress. Why? Because they are being conditioned and programmed by a machine uh, in the way of the media, in the way of society to fear things, to be stressed out and not to tap into their natural skill set, their natural gifting. Uh, the book of Proverbs, uh, whether you uh, uh, ascribe to the Christian faith or not, is a long held uh, statement that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But it's also another one that says that your gifts will make room for you and bring you before great men. And what does that mean? That means that there's something inside of every person that's unique to them in some way. That may be someone similar to you, but they can't do it exactly like you because there are so many integral details into the making of who you are that when you use all of those and integrate that into any process, it becomes uniquely yours. Nobody does it exactly like you do. Nobody moves. So that means in that gifting, there's something special about you that opens up room. Your gift will make room for you. Your gift is, a, the problem is a lot of people contaminate their gift. A lot of people suppress their gift. A lot of people uh, pimp their gift. And what happens is the more you contaminate it 
with toxicity, the more you contaminate it with negativity, the more you contaminate it with wrongful thinking, the less it provides and performs in the way that it was meant to be. So then what has to happen is you've got to get out of that space and get in the proper space, the proper way of thinking. So again, my number one resource within the gift is my mind, because if I can process things properly, number one is, and people, people like, like, like my client was saying, people will look at me and say, everything you're going through, why aren't you tripping out? Why aren't you tripping? Why aren't you emoting? Why aren't you acting out? Because that brings nothing about. I learned a long time ago, letting my, my emotions are meant for one thing to bring me to an awareness of a current situation. What am I experiencing right now? That's all my emotions tell me, is what am I experiencing right now? If I'm experiencing a heightened sense of happiness, something is going the way I want it to go. If I'm experiencing uh, a sense of hurt or pain, that's some form of loss. If I'm experiencing anger, there's something that's going on that is wrongful towards me or someone I care about. And, and so that's all that it's there to give me an indication of what the reality is. It's not there to tell me what to do. The problem is most people are going to emote based off of how they feel. So they're going to take actions on their feelings. Their feelings are guiding their movements and they don't understand why they can't get the things they want because your emotions were never meant to be. Your emotions are indicative. They were never meant to be informative or directional. They were never meant to tell you what to do. You're supposed to have your experiences. You're supposed to have your faith. You're supposed to have your trust. And so many people who claim faith don't operate on faith because the moment something doesn't seem the way they want it to do, they lose it. They, they, they become frustrated. They become frenetic and unglued and they lose sight of the focus. I won't allow that to happen. What I am going to do is I'm going to sit up and I'm going to trust the process. And the process sometimes is not comfortable. The process sometimes is even painful. But what the process does is prepare me for the promise. The process prepares me for the prize. The process prepares me to experience the things that I've already designated in my life through my thinking that I have as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So then what does that tell me? I don't get what I want. I get who I am. So if it's something that I want in life, I simply become the person capable of doing it. And there's absolutely no one or no one that can stop me from becoming anything. Even if I don't have the money to go to school, I can become an autodidact and learn everything that the person that's going to school is learning and then develop the skill set and the ability to deliver with value the very thing that they're going to school to learn. And there are people who are, do you realize that? And I said that to my client this morning. Uh, I said, hey, uh, the thing is, your gift will make room for you. Your gift is the resource. Don't let it fool you. It's not how many degrees you have. It's not how many cert cert certifications you have. It's not how many people going to co-sign you. It's simply can you show people how you can deliver to them the thing that they're looking for with value. Let me tell I say, let me tell you something. I've been doing this for 30 years. I've had literally more than a thousand clients over the course of my life in one way or another. I don't I have an account, but I know it's over that amount. Just looking at my accounting uh, uh, accounting system. Now I know it's over that amount. Now I say, do you want to know how many people have asked me to see my degree? You know, there have been organizations and stuff like that, that needed, uh, when I got on the podcast with own, when, uh, the Sunrise Project, which I'm a part of, got on with own and own wanted to do a background. They had to verify my background. So they asked, but as far as my clients, I have never been asked because by the time a person comes to me, they've heard enough from me to realize that I have the experience and the awareness and the knowledge that they need to get what they want. They don't care 
who, who, what school you went to. All that. Now, there are some people that are searching for those minute details. I can tell you right now, no matter what you give them, they're not ready because they're not looking for that. They're still trying to validate based off of something that doesn't necessarily, you're not validated by stuff that didn't exist when, 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 when your gifting was given and your gifting was created for you before time began. If you look at the book of Jeremiah, it says, do not say that I'm young, but because before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were ever conceived, your, your purpose and your destiny always existed. This is not anything new. You're just now in a point in time where something about you is being manifested within a short period of time we call human life. But you've always existed. The knowledge of you always existed. God has not ever not known about you. So then there's something that existed before all this stuff that people are using to validate and elevate and lift. And don't get me wrong. If you like it and it works for you and you need it and you want to prove something or you need something for something, go for it. But don't let that be the final saying what's going on. Find yourself, understand who you are, walk with the boldness. I Some of the people I admire most are autodidacts, people who have never attended a formal accredited university, but can speak on a topic that they are passionate about with great accuracy, great authority, great confidence, and be on point. Those are the people I like. Why? Because nobody can stop them. Why? Because the information is there. If you want it bad enough, you go get it. I tell people all the time, I went to school to learn how to learn. I didn't go to school for them to tell me what I should learn. All the things that I'm using to teach people, even when it comes to psychology, my psychology, my, my approach to psychology is considered in my profession as friends. Why? Because I took it and I broke it down to make it make sense for the people I was working with because everybody's experience isn't the same. And if you got one concept, a Eurocentric centered idea about something and you're trying to fit everybody into that, the, the, the effectiveness of it isn't going to be the same. So you got to learn how to really sculpt it. Then I got so good at it that I was able to sculpt it for every individual. So my psychological approach in, in, in delivering working with a person is unique to that person because their life experiences are unique. Now, there's some similarities that are going to go across the board in the spectrum, but it's unique. But why am I able to do it? Because I committed to it and I trusted the process. I trusted the gift. So then what am I saying? I'm saying that when you understand the gift, when you understand that there's something inside of you, and I have worked, again, with thousands of people. I've observed thousands of more. I've read about hundreds of more. And I can tell you, I have yet to encounter an individual who did not have a gift. I've had clients with Down syndrome. I've had clients with autism. Matter of fact, I've mentioned this last week. I have a client, George Lincoln. I think he said it's okay that I can put him out. He is literally a person with Asperger's. He's on the autism spectrum. When he came to me, he had an idea. He needed to center and focus. I talked to him. I worked with him. Before you know it, this guy is literally connecting with people and creating an international collaboration of minds to start something that he's doing now. And every so often he's dropping in and say, hey, guess what I'm doing now? Doc? Guess who I met? And the persons that he's connected with are at the peak of their particular industry. And he's bringing this thing together. And that's like, this is a person that people will just write off and say, because you're in the spectrum, this is all you'll ever be. And I'm telling you, that's a gift. Your gift will make room for you. And it'll bring you before great men. It brought him before the right people because he trusted his gift. He did he, he didn't run from his gift, he didn't hide from his gift. What he did is he embraced it, his gift, he embraced his gift. His gift at Asperger's, we tend to uh, find that while they, they struggle in different areas, that they have this central focus where they are have a heightened sense of awareness, a heightened sense or a skill set, a home skill. So they become very good at that one thing and they and and, and they can just center on it. And there are some neuro, neurological neuroscientists 
who believe that Asperger's may be the evolution of uh, human neurology in the sense that a lot of people have it hard to focus because there's so many things you can do well. Asperger's takes that out of the equation. Now you're exceptionally well at one thing that you love to focus on and nobody can really pull you out of it. And I'm, I'm generalizing it a lot, but that's it. But what, here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. There's no time and situation when you understand who you are, when you understand the power of your mind, because your mind is literally your, 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 your the birthing place of your creation. Let me tell you something. Your thoughts have physicality. People say, what do you mean when, I, when you say that? Your thoughts have physicality. Your thoughts eventually become things as a man thinks in his heart. So is he. Your thoughts are the seeds of your destiny. The things that you are living today are the birthed realities of the things you thought yesterday. So what do you what are you saying? What I'm saying is that if I can, if, if as a man thinks, so is he is if the things that I think create my reality, then I control my reality because I control what I think. If I'm talking from a Christian perspective, I take you to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting at verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty in God for pulling down what? Strongholds. There are a bunch of things blocking you right now that you have the ability and the spiritual gifting right now to walk through, but you're sitting up and you're trusting the thing you see more than the thing you trust in, in, in the power of God inside of you. That's the problem. He says, though we war, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Casting down arguments means that is going to be presentations of illusions of reality. And I talked to somebody about illusions. They, these are illusions. This is how it seems. But the illusion isn't real. The illusion is a test of just how much you trust what you say you believe. The illusion is saying you can't have it. But then you've got to sit up and say, like Hebrews chapter uh, 11, verse 1 says that faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith isn't even activated or necessary until I get to parts of things that I can't see. Now, in chapter 10 ending, it says that the problem is. Too many people draw back because they don't have what it takes. The faith is, it, it, but then the writer of Hebrews says, but we are not of those who draw back to perdition, utter destruction. We are those who believe into the saving of the soul. We are those who move. And then it tells you what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's when I can't see it, that something that's bigger than what I can't see is inside of me that tells me to trust what I'm about to do. You don't get providence until you step out on faith. It's a bunch of doors waiting to be open for you, but you can't experience them because you haven't taken the first step. You haven't trusted that what your mind is put, put, putting out and wanting it is, is, is what you can produce. The, here's the flip side of that. Eventually, your lack of faith will impact how you think. And so now you, you don't even think outside of the box. You don't even think beyond the moment. You don't even think that there's something outside of what the paved path to uh, whatever is it. See, the problem is most people are frustrated because they believe the only way that they can get somewhere is down this path. And on this path, there are all these obstacles. And on this path, there are certain people who have been given privilege and opportunity and advantage. And so when you look at it, you sit up and say, the deck is stacked against me. There's no way I can get there because I don't have the money to afford to go here. I don't have the money to afford to invest here. I don't have the money to do the do. And, and so what you do is say, since I don't have, I can't have it. And that's the problem. The world is stacked 
act against me. Life is not fair. And all these. No, 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 no. What you've got to do is tell yourself there's more than one path to my destiny. I just need to know the destination. I can determine within my mind through my creativity and imagination how to get there. Let me explain to you what I mean. There are a bunch of people right now whose great, 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 great grandchildren will never have to worry about eating and worry about their bills being paid because they use their mind to create something that at the time did not exist. Some of them created things that in them that, that at the time people thought were impossible. The phone, the cell phone, the computer, uh, the airplane. And I can go on and on and on of these things that we take for granted now that once at one time was considered impossible. Somebody thought it up in their mind. It did not. Exist. The, the periodic table came to the guy who created the period, the, the periodic table for chemistry. The guy who created it, it came to him in a dream. It didn't exist. He, it came to him in a dream. He created it. Now, everything is understood in, in, in chemical reactions, chemical uh 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 makeups and and everything else that goes on the, the periodic table you do if you've been in science you know what i'm talking about that came to one person who brought it to the uh we now understand quantum physics on a different level because people like galileo and on down the line all the way to uh, einstein and beyond decided to look at things differently than what people had said we know now that the earth is round because People decided to think outside of the box. The mind opened up and people wrote legacies. Now, the thing is, you get to write a legacy yourself. A legacy that says I'm never stuck. A legacy that says that though I may not be able to travel the traditional path to, to wealth or to revenue generation, I can create in my own based on my gift. If you are serving people and providing them with value, you have already laid the foundation on which you can build revenue streams. People will pay you for the things that solve their problems. That's what a business is. Identifying problems, identifying how you can solve it, how you can solve it at a very high uh, rate of success, how you can solve it with a high level of quality, how you can create the right experience so that people enjoy the transformation that you're creating for them or the change or, or the elevation or whatever you want to call it, because it's all about growth and evolution and change. It's about going somewhere at a higher level. It's about evolving into something better. It's about becoming. You will never have what you want. You will always get what you become. If you don't have it, it's because you have not yet become what it takes to have it. The thing is, you're never locked out from becoming. Nobody can stop you from changing. Nobody can stop you from focusing. What you have to do is determine the path that everyone says I have to take isn't the path that's open to me. Do I sit down and say, well, that's just not meant for me? Do I blame it on God like we love to do? It's just not God's will. Let me tell you, there's nothing good for you that God wants to withhold from you. So stop telling yourself it's not God's will because it's not happening in your time frame. Stop, stop telling yourself it's not God's will because life isn't laying down for you and producing it in the, in the, in the time frame that you want it to. What you got to start understanding, if it's good for me and I'm going to use it for good, then God says nothing shall be impossible. That's what it says. There are no exceptions in that clause. I've studied it. I don't know how many times. There's no exceptions. There is. It doesn't say nothing shall be impossible, but there are no exceptional clauses. It says nothing shall be impossible. Then why are so many people experiencing 
uh, letdown. Why so many people? Because people are buying into the illusion. The illusion is that you're stuck. The illusion is that poverty is your lot in life. The illusion is that lack rules. No, this is a universe of abundance. I'm telling you that because I can tell you that there's never a time that you can't go out and say, there's something I'm going to do to change my situation. And people do it at, at varying degrees, but most people do it still based on the limitation of what they think. It's possible. You're making something happen in your life right now, no matter where you're at, but you're doing it based off of the ideas of limitation. You've got to remove the limits. You've got to take away the limits and understand that there's absolutely nothing that I cannot accomplish if I set my mind to it. And then you sit up and say, well, what about this? That, that, that word about comes from some notion or idea that's set forth. I guarantee you, again, I always go back to this because to me, this is the biggest thing that I can think of in time that was just really looked at like these guys are really stupid. Orville and Wilbur Wright talked about flying. Well, you got to understand, they talked about flying after Newton had introduced the universal law of gravity. We did not have, from a physical perspective, so you had physics, which is the law of gravity applies, and then you have this idea that we simply aren't built. And so we didn't understand the, the law of aerodynamics, but we're not built to fly. Birds fly. But we're not built to fly. So how do you sit up and create a machine that flies? Now, you, you fast forward and you look and there's the discovery of aerodynamics and the understanding of how things are done. And we understand now uh, with great uh, awareness and great a great level of knowledge, the law of aerodynamics. And we can make everything move and get up in the air. Everybody's flying something. Now, kids have drones that fly. But it all started with two brothers sitting up saying, man, it would be good to be able to fly instead of riding a bike. Or a carriage. It'd be, man. Man, let's do it. And out of that came something that is astronomically unbelievable to the people then. We don't even give it a second thought. We get on planes that weigh thousands and thousands of pounds, made out of metal, with thousands of pounds of baggage on it, and hundreds of people who weigh 100 plus pounds, and we get on it without ever thinking this thing should not be able to get off the ground. Why? Because once we are told it's possible, it stops being a barrier. But the if, if we buy into impossibility, it becomes a wall. And it becomes the very thing that stops us from having everything we want. So money, again, it's simply a means. When you stop seeing money as the end all being all, and you start seeing it as an instrument, it's simply an instrument and a path to something you want. Well, then what does that mean? The moment that money stops being the end all being all, be all, and the path starts being the focus, you start realizing that sometimes I can get what I need without having money. Sometimes I can get what I need by exchanging uh, value. Sometimes I can get what I want by going out and creating a new idea in something, and then the money comes, and then I can exchange the money for what I really want. What do you have outside of money that's a value that you can exchange until you get the money? Information. The Sales is the number one revenue generated in the world. The number one commodity sold is information. If you get enough information, you can sell that information, you can get the money, you can invest in the thing you want, and you can create it. It's that simple, but it starts here. So again, your gift and your, your, your mind is your greatest resources. 
Everything else comes on top of that. I'll say it one more time. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Your thinking is the issue, not lack of opportunity. The opportunities are there. They're just outside of the veins of what people told you is possible. What people told you is the path. You literally have the ability to pave the path. Let me tell you, trailblazers are some of the most unbelievable people you, you ever come across. They're the people who sort of says, there doesn't seem to be a path, I'll create one. You read about them from hundreds and thousands of years ago. They sit up and say, okay, the path doesn't exist, I'll create it. That's the challenge. What path are you creating? You can generate revenue in unbelievable, uh, un in, in unbelievable ways, in, in ways that you never thought of. The thing is, increase your value. You increase your value by increasing your capacity to help others. Because your value is always going to be associated in, on and uh, in, in established on the impact you have in the lives of other people. So if you want to increase your value and create your ability to impact, that doesn't require money. The internet is, if, and if you don't have free internet, there's places that will give it to you. Just walk in and sit down and log on and you go get information and you read and you study and you compare and you make sure that you're vetting your information properly. All this stuff can be learned and then you you get it and then you invest in yourself with what you earn and you grow and you, you it, 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 it's a process. But you're never locked out. You got to make up in your mind that you're not going to be complacent. You got to make up in your mind that you're not going to settle for what's only in front of you. You got to make up in your mind that you're willing to take the pen of your life story and write a new narrative, a new chapter, a new idea, a new notion, create, <clears throat> create in your mind something that does not exist yet, and then walk toward it, build it, uh, live it, think it, speak it. Your self-talk is so huge. What are you saying about your life? What are you saying about your future? What are you saying about your finances? What are you saying? And I'm telling you, you got to say it. And even when it doesn't look like it, when it looks like everything in front of you is the exact opposite of what you're saying, you got to hold to it. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience. You've got to keep pushing and speaking and believing because what you are saying is programming your subconscious to behave in the way of your beliefs. Your beliefs are sitting up dictating it. You got to shift some stuff. I have been successful in what I've done through the moves, the ups, the downs, the ins and outs because I am able to get people to places here that they could not get. Can I help them with strategies with businesses? Yes, I've started 40, 47 of them. Can I help them get with strategies with managing different things within their life? Yes, I have a lot of experience. But what I can tell you, if you don't deal with this, your strategies are going to frustrate you because it is the belief in what is acceptable. And what, if you don't believe you should deserve something, somebody can give you the exact plan for it. You'll find a way to screw it up. Somebody can say, this is the perfect plan for the business, but if you don't believe that you should be a business owner for whatever limiting reasons you have, you're going to find a way to screw it up. 
Somebody can sit up and say, hey, this is the ideal mate for you. It's everything you ever said you wanted. But if you don't believe you should have a real good relationship, you'll find a way to screw it up. You can sit up and talk about being a great parent and everybody can give you this thing. This is how you decide to do this. You'll find a way to screw it up. You'll find a way to screw up business. You'll screw up school. You'll screw up all these different things. You can find the perfect path to financial freedom. You'll find a way to screw it up if you don't believe you have ability and a right to have it. So you've got to deal with that. You got to talk to yourself. You got to understand that you are creating an idea and reinforcing that idea with your thinking and with your self-talk. That's one of the things that I focus on initially when I'm dealing with a new client. What are you saying about yourself? What are the thoughts you uh, engage consistently? Let's talk about your journal. Let's look at the journal. If you're not journaling, I need you to start journaling. I need you to start journaling in seven different times of the day. Why? Because there are different states of consciousness and, and brave uh, wavelengths you're going to be on uh, at any given time. And they're going to open you up to different things. I want to know what you're doing when you're here, when you're there, when you're in beta. How are you thinking? What is your conscious state, your 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 focus state when you're in alpha? What is, where, what's going on with alpha when you're in theta? What's going on? Obviously, you can't journal in Delta. You sleep, but journal as soon as you wake up. That's where you're going to remember the most of the stuff you dreamed about. You might find the answer in your dreams if you learn how to program yourself before you go to sleep to seek the solutions. Solution. It's nothing like visiting an unlimited idea. And see, when you're asleep, the limitations of your conscious thoughts aren't governing your movement. That's why you can have dreams about wild, crazy stuff you've never seen before, because you don't have the consciousness governing what you think is possible. Now, the thing is, like I told you, the guy who created the periodic table got that in a dream. But what happens is you can program your mind before you go to sleep to seek nothing but solutions. And you'd be surprised how many things that I go to sleep and it's like this thing that was challenging for me the day before. And I sit up and I program. I, it's coming to me when I'm least challenged by limitations and I get the answer, wake up the next day, go put it into work and make it happen. I'm not telling you it's a magic potion. I'm telling you that there are processes you go through. There are things you're working against constantly and it's going to take time. But I'm telling you, there's no place that you're stuck in unless you accept that you're stuck. The only limitations you have are the ones you accept with your mind. If you want to break free, you have to break free of the limitations that are holding you in place. It's mental. The, mo mo the moment you free yourself mentally, you free yourself in every other area. Look, I look forward to working with people. Uh, so at some point, I'm going to do that. Uh, oh, here's one more announcement before I get off. Before the end of the day, I'm going to make an announcement about a free masterclass for aspiring authors. Me personally, I believe every person should write at least one book. If you've lived a life up to 30, 35 years, you've lived enough and gone through enough that there's something you can share with someone to help them. Uh, and I believe in that. Then there's some people who literally just want to write. They want to be authors. They want to do that. And I have a masterclass that I'm offering 100% free. It's titled From Pen to Profit. And it's going to take you through the journey. Look, I've written and published 25 full length books. I've done it through my own publishing company. I've done it through uh, a publishing deal I got with a publisher. I've got books in universities. Uh, the Miseducation of Black Youth in America is literally in a couple of universities. Um, 
And that that is special to me for a number of reasons. Number one, it's a passion that I have about education and black youth, but it also represents when an outside publisher came to me after I had been told after my first book that while I, I'm an exceptional writer, the things that I choose to focus on doesn't have a large enough audience for a major publisher to get behind me. And so it's iffy if it can make money. And then having a publisher come to me and say, look, we've read your articles. We've read uh, this. We've seen your lectures. We want you to write a book. I didn't even have a book. I wasn't presenting it. Trying that We want you to write a book on the miseducation of black youth. And they gave me the deal. And we're still together uh, and still working and still. And, 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 and that's big to me because, again, I was told it wasn't going to happen. I was told it was impossible. I didn't stop. I sit up and figured out a way to create something. I took several models. I took the self-publishing model. I went to them and asked them, what do they offer as a publishing company and what all they would be doing for me? They told me that. And I said, okay. And I looked at it and I merged the two and I created an entity, Odyssey, Pub Odyssey Media Group and Publishing. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually take people who want to, and, and, and this isn't just about writing a book. There's so much to be made. And I've done it as a content creator. I've done it as an editor. I've done it as a ghostwriter. I've written books for people. Um, and it's so many different ways that you can make money as a writer. I'm going to talk about those things. I'm going to show you the pros and cons of getting a publishing deal versus self-publishing versus getting a small private firm like mine uh, to publish you in the different ways that that works. But at the end of the day, I just want to expose you to more opportunity and more resources to get it done, because I think that's what the world needs more, more experiential information more stuff. And this year was great for us because we published our first fictional book, uh, Show Your Hands by Michael C. Reed. Um, and so everything up to that point had been non-fictional, uh, informational, stuff like that. So to get a novel uh, was great and we did it. And so I'm excited about that. But no matter what you want to publish, that's a path to it and there's a path to profit. Now, the profit isn't always in the sale of the books. And that's a little hint. But that's that. And on the way out, everybody needs to have at least two independent streams of income. As I said at the beginning of this video, in the description box, in the post box, or wherever you're going to see the written content that captions this video, you're going to find a link to where you can uh, sign up for a course that I created that shows you how I create online entities that earn money uh, in seven days. It's under $500 and it literally pays for itself. If you are not a self-starter, then there's a second option. You pay my company, Myriad Business Solutions, to create the entire thing for you. Run it until it comes to profit, train you in the process, and then turn it over to you. And then we stay around for an additional year, additional year as consultants to make sure you have the resources necessary to really, truly master what you're doing. Um, and both of those links are in there. I think that if you're talking about getting started. That's a great place to get started as far as generating revenue without having to put a whole lot of thought in it. And here's a beautiful thing. This new, this first business online doesn't have to be in your passion. This doesn't have to be in your, this is just simply saying, this is one of the many streams of income I'm going to create. But what it does is it shows you it's possible. The one thing, so before 1954, Roger Bannon, uh, nobody had run the mile in under four minutes. In 1954, Roger Bannister decided that he was going to be the person to do it. He did it. 
People ask him, how did he train and all these things? The simple answer that Roger said is I ran it 1,000 times in my mind. He didn't change his running regimen. He didn't change his nutrition. He simply told his mind that it had already been done, that he had did it already. And then he ran out and did it. Guess what happened in the next two years? Another 400 and something people ran the mile in under four minutes. Why? Because it was no longer impossible. So when you tell your mind that something's possible, no matter how small it is, you take away the limitations. And this is an opportunity to do that. Look, so I'm going to get ready to get off. I thank you guys for stopping in. Um, And again, tomorrow is what? Transformational Tuesday. We want to drop in. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to come back later on and give you the details on this new um webinar that I'm doing, this free webinar that I'm going to do for authors. And I'm doing it free because I want people to, 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 to tap into that. Uh, there's a lot of authors don't like the fact that so many opportunities are being created for aspiring and nuanced authors because they wanted that exclusivity of being saying I'm a published author. I believe that it's nothing more powerful than putting something in writing because it tends to stick around. It becomes a part of your legacy. And I think that's important. I think people need to put things in print, whether it's online, whether it's in a paperback. It needs to be somewhere where someone can pick it up and read it. On that note, look, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. As I always say, I live my life on full so that when I leave this place, I die on E. That's my challenge to you. And you have an unbelievable day. I am going to get out of here and talk to you.